0: Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike again, and it's Old Religion Dystopia, Knowing versus Belief, and we are episode eight of um, uh, my fortunate opportunity to have a conversation with MK Davis. And I know that MK has to keep this one short because he's got to take care of his best friend. What's going on with your dog? Uh, he's got some. Uh, examinations
1: to be done so that he could get his medicine renewed. How old is uh, he? He's on yeah, uh, he's three years old.
0: Oh, what has he got? Diabetes or something? Well, or no, no, I got
1: him from St. Louis. I uh, Haven't had him that long. He was under the care of a vet up there. And now all of that's expiring. Uh, so he's got to go and have a bit down here, you know, get under a bit down
0: here. All right. Well, let people know it's uh, um, April the 26th, literally 2017. And I just want to say uh, thank you for all the people that are starting to catch on to the YouTube channel. And uh, please uh, subscribe if you haven't. It. It, uh, I don't know what it matters that much, to be honest with you. But just uh, maybe for my own ego's sake. And then for uh those that have been listening on talk show, the steady ones, thank you. Good response with uh, the one that we had earlier, MK in particular. Um well all good responses, but in particular um the one about uh the true story of Bluff Creek. So um, needless to say you're yeah. well known you know no you're well known for that in particular so but just uh i think uh just bringing up some of the uh, being willing to talk a little bit about the dark side of that story uh uh you know perked a lot i mean i i really
1: don't, I, I don't really know how dark it is uh, you know there's there's the unknown parts you yeah. know that i really don't know you know, i know what happened But I don't know that the Bigfoot didn't have it coming. Uh, I know that they did get violent with those uh, road road construction crews early, you know, at an earlier stage, and they uh, they actually you know threw big rocks at them and got got uh, dumped all their culverts over the side of a mountain, Um, vandalized equipment, uh, that type of thing. Uh, so I, I really don't know for sure uh, unless someone that was involved told their side of the story. Uh, I just know that it did happen. I know what happened. Uh, you know, of course, firearms prevailed. but it's uh, what all started it uh, on that particular day. Um, uh, what what all started it why they called these people in uh i don't know if it wasn't possibly the bigfoot bringing it on you know uh but it didn't end well for them
0: doesn't seem that way now does it no no it's uh (laughs) you know i was thinking about that you know with uh patty and how slow she was moving and uh with the uh bullet womb. Well, that t- looks like a bullet womb in her leg. And it, um, it, And then you look at other people's reports and behavior of these things and how amazingly fast and swift they are. And although she might be laden full of milk and pregnant and all that still, uh seems to be some contradictions in the video itself as far as own behavior and what uh, the continuous endless reports of uh, other reports about Sasquatch and how uh, basically elusive it is and how fast it is and how um, it just makes, you, makes you wonder, M.K., it makes you wonder without the pool of blood yeah, didn't, the foot the, yeah, the dog she, she, she didn't just all you know, take off
1: at full speed. Uh, I suppose there was reasons for that, you know. Uh, you kind of have to just, uh, you know. I just accept that face value what's on the film that she did. Um, she just she maintained that steady gait, but still she does limp. I, I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm I'm redoing that that clip from the film it, with with the transition images. It's, uh-huh. it's real labor-intensive, but you're able to slow down the film to the proper speed without it flickering. And, and you can see that it did affect her in that leg. It just didn't affect her to the point where, where she, you know, it got, you know, she was hobbling. Uh-huh. Right. I, I I feel like that what we're looking at there, and it's just my own feeling is that it's probably metal jacket bullets from Vietnam War era surplus. You know, you could get for pennies around when you consider the fact that, you know, Patterson and Ann Gamlin were out of work uh, between jobs. So, you know, that would probably be the rounds of choice for them. Um, all it would do is just a bunch of Hold about the size of the bullet itself. It wouldn't expand. It wouldn't, it wouldn't blow out anything. Um, you got you got a subject with a really large leg and a lot of muscles and can not compensate, but it did it did affect her. Yeah, she immediately she immediately turns and goes behind some trees and a whole bunch of de- a pile big pile of debris. And you can no longer see her leg, you know, after just a second. Uh, but you can see on this this uh, the slower motion that she does. As a matter of fact, she kind of tests her leg; she stomps it a little bit. Um, so that, that's the thing, you know. We don't really have that
2: much film or video here. Uh, at the most, you know, about a minute. A little more, maybe slow it down,
1: right? A little teepole into
0: a heck of event, (laughs) (laughs) especially it being recorded. Yeah, Um, you know, uh, it makes me think of something else. Uh, There seems to be a bit of talk on the uh, in the internet world uh, about. uh, I don't know. Um, what do they call that? Uh, the NSA or the uh, Homeland Security? Somehow being involved heavily with the uh, Park Services down in like Oklahoma and areas and such. Have you heard much about it, rumors-wise, as far as uh, what might be going on down there in East Oklahoma? I've heard this and that about it. You know,
1: it's. It, I don't know that any of it's true. My dealings, my personal dealings with the Forest Service, have been very good, ones. and, and they've been very cooperative. And when we went into Bluff Creek uh, during all the fires that they had there in 2008, they escorted us in there. Right. They put a sign. They put a sign up saying that we were in there in case something happened. Uh, no, they just
0: well, went out well, of their that, way. That, you know, that the, says, the, that says the, something in itself that that uh, well, who are, the folks that you were dealing with uh, um, obviously didn't think it was foolishness that you were doing, what you were up to. So, oh, oh, no, no, they didn't think that at all. But I gave a presentation to them, and uh, uh, how did how did they feel about it do, do many of them recognize uh, Sasquatch as a a real entity, a species of sorts, of whatever? Yeah, yeah, they did. As a matter of fact,
1: a the, uh, the lot of the firefighters especially recognized it. And the fact that that I had some good pictures showing that Patty had a hairstyle, that affected him. Uh, so you know, a whole lot of firefighters are named in that area and they have their own stories and their own experiences and you know uh that's probably the least the least likely to need a visual you know like the patterson field right. because they they have a they grew up with it. and so you know it's uh they, they have a
0: they have a unique understanding right now i i I was a forest firefighter out there at one time for one summer uh, eighty seven the year that I graduated went out there and I didn't see anything but then again, I saw other high strangeness dealing with human beings so <laughs> the stories I could tell you the tours I tell you and then the base camp and what was going on and um, um and I wonder sometimes if uh if what was really going on it might be multiple multiple reasons for it, it's just speculation. But one of the things that happened during that time period was uh, a lot of uh, some of the uh, well, the Native Americans like Navajos, they brought their women with them and all that. And, well, there was some prostitution going on, and they would we would have these disposable sleeping bags. They take those, we replace them every so often, you know, due to bugs and potential lice and all that kind of stuff. So, you usually put them in a big pile and burn them or or, uh, throw them away. Uh, Anyways, greenhorns like myself, we would have to to take turns taking shifts at nighttime, marching, you know, uh, searching the perimeter and trying to find them. I'm not kidding you. Of course, none of us that were asked to do that tried very hard to find anybody because uh, actually we would rather take the, the, one of the things we would have to do is uh, when you would leave a camp, it would have to be spotless. You couldn't even leave a cigarette butt. And we're talking about hundreds of men from all different backgrounds and all that kind of thing, so. Uh, we would rather actually spend duty, uh, actually picking up cigarette bucks and then try to, uh, uh, find, uh, what might be going on in the perimeter with the, the quote unquote prostitution rings. But I wonder sometimes it might also might have something to do with old, you know, Patty and her, and her friends, you know, just speculation once again, but, uh, usually you're in some kind of situation, uh, a, a valley, uh, A lot of times you're uh, uh, surrounded by at least well, not surrounded, but at least one or two sides of the the camp would probably be uh, well. The mountains around it would be uh, toast. You know, you can still see the embers at night. The base camp there. there, The base camp there was in the
1: town of Orleans. Uh, The Orleans to Road right there. That's the go road, where all of this took place. It took place about 25 to 30 miles, you know, into the mountains. Yeah. But, you know, as far as Bickford coming down there, they see them all the time along that road. Matter of fact, the Highway 96, which goes right through Orleans. is called the Bigfoot Scenic Highway. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's... It's not that uncommon. Uh, they're not. They're not. I say that they're not common. But if you live there, you're you're going to see more of it than you been just passing through. The odds of you just passing through and seeing one's pretty low.
0: Right. Um, now
2: you're, but you if remember. You're, go, ahead. go ahead.
0: Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. I, was just, I was going to go a different direction, so I'll let you go and then we'll go there.
1: Well, that's all I'm going to it, say. It's just uh, you know, Bigfoot is there presence is there but even some of the people who live there one lady told me in Willow Creek she says I've been living here for 30 something years and I've never seen a bigfoot but she she wanna, uh, wanted, wanted to make a statement that she's only seen two mountain lions in all those years and she knows they're all around uh, so what does it mean Not to see one. Uh, Does it mean they're not there? No, no, it doesn't. It just means that it's hard hard to get on a Friday.
0: Well, yeah. Well, how many people? Um, How many people are going out of the way to look for it too? You know what I mean? (laughs) Not too many. She's talking about just person that lives in town and travels the road. You know. Right, right. So Um, yeah, you know, and although there's more and more, it's fascinating that. The culture of uh, squatching and Bigfooting is expanding and people doing their research and all that kind of stuff. And there's some very good research out there, especially those who kind of keep to themselves, but yet share. Um, I don't know. It just makes me, you know, the question I was going to ask you is you remember the time when you could actually stay at parks uh, well after dark? I remember a time when you uh, it, there wasn't all these regulations, you know, for better or worse. I mean, people could even bring a beer. Not that that means anything to me personally, but it's except for the fact that there was a lot more freedom and flexibility, that a lot of people were able to stay at parks a lot longer, even a lot of the parks. You could even camp. Um, and I know there's still parks out there, but they're more designated areas. Um, you know, keep on the path type of thing, uh, really kind of controlled. And I just wonder if anything that we're talking about when it comes to, uh, the different varieties of what we call Bigfoot have anything to do with it. I mean, what have you heard? Anything in particular? Is there any kind of connection? Um, or is it just, uh. You know, control, policing. You know, we're a bit of a fascist country, whether we want to believe it or not. Uh, We have freedoms, but then we lost a lot of freedoms. We certainly do not have, and a lot of those freedoms have not. They're different today. Well, let's be honest; they've been taken away in my own lifetime. I mean, I used to be able to go down to the the uh, the quarry fossil hunt, and not ask for any permission, and you're allowed to bring up you know, a rock pick and or a hammer, chisel. Now you're not allowed to do any of that. <laughs> and they got it all controlled all the way around. So uh just an example of how things have changed. I just wonder, um uh the connections between uh well as the Southerners call buggers you name them, whatever you want to call them, grassmen. If there's a connection with, like, you know, limiting access uh, for the general public to just, you know, hang out.
1: Uh, do they do they deli- do they deliberately keep them out, keep people out of those places? Uh, I say that most certainly do. Yeah,
2: and, and I'm basing
1: that on the current situation there in Bluff Creek. Where they cut all the roads, that made it inaccessible. To where you have to, you can't drive up there anymore. You have to get out and hike. So that just yeah, that eliminates uh, a whole bunch of people right there. A, a lot of people, cause it's a rough hike. You have and, to go from the top of the mountain all the way down to the to the uh, drainage down there. And it's a long hike, and it's worse coming back.
2: <laughs> it always is, isn't it, Jim King?
0: <laughs> and, and people uh, just
1: tend not to do it. They not, to, you know, even bigfoot is hard Yeah, and uh,
0: you know, and when you do, when people do find a relatively easy access place, I think it was a to here in in Ohio salt fork. Is that what it is? In places yeah. like that, there's certain places, especially in the uh, southeast of uh, Ohio. Although I just heard of a, a, a report in uh, north of Dayton. I guess the way back, someone saw one. But oh, oh if there's. A, I'll talk about this later. But I had a very interesting experience myself last week. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just wondering. Um, like, well, now. I was talking more about your neck of the woods. Do you notice a more of more of a, a, a clamping down of uh, freedom of access to go to these certain areas that uh, potentially are um, hotbeds of activity for Bigfoot? Have you noticed anything like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, any of your federal reserves,
1: there is definitely a clamping down. Uh, state-run stuff a little different. Um if you go to the Federal Reserves like uh, the Panther Swamp where uh, where Doug Randall put this recent video, uh they they kinda make it hard on you. You have to do a lot of things to get permission to go in there. Um, and you know, they have to know you. <laughs> you have you throw out the questionnaire uh, As far as just walking in there, you know, incognito, it's hard to do. They make it
0: hard. And it goes back now to Patty and the video that you just did where you were uh, working on it and uh, demonstrating that it uh, looks like a, a booger was uh, reaching down, uh, holding onto a tree, maybe uh, hanging onto a tree uh, with maybe th- three of its fours and reach, uh, reaching out to grab something out of the water. And just the motion yeah, that, itself that, that, is that, so... That, that's, that's the that's the video
1: I was referring to. That was taken right. by Doug Randall.
0: Uh, that's yes,
1: actually uh, Karen Randall, his wife, took it. Uh, uh, you had him as a uh, co-guest yeah, a few weeks back on here with me.
0: Yeah, I remember. Uh, and I, I've talked. Huh? Yeah. I've been interacting with him on... Uh, um, YouTube and also on email. So I think he's doing some excellent work. I think we should bring him back as a co, a co, uh, well, as a guest. Well,
1: I mean, uh, I've always found out. that, that people who work hard at something often get lucky. You know, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, you know, if you work hard to hard at it, you put in the time that you get some, a picture or a video. You know, I, I don't know why anyone would even, you know, question that because he, he puts a lot of time into it. Um, yeah, he and he, actually, he was doing something else. His wife said that she could hear vocalizations, so she turned on her phone and was just recording. And she didn't they didn't even know they had this on the video until after they got home. Uh, but phone don't give you very big screen.
0: Oh, sorry about that, um Gabe, there will be a little bit of interrupting this day because, uh well, you know, being the full time single dad uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and well, the thing that I want to bring up is that you look at that and the at the way the motion was with what uh Randall captured with that um, big foot and then you look at uh, Patties, and the dr- dr- drastic difference—a great example of the, of the the lack of fluidity with the patty. And then you look at what was going on with that creature. Um, you know, and then um, Randall's film, and it's 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 almost surreal how fluid the movement was.
1: Yeah, I, I just uh, you know uh, I I watched it over and over and it it's uh, kind of confusing really I I, I uh, it's it you know I I spent so many hours on the Patterson film that kind of have an expectation you know of what a Bigfoot video should be like it's not necessarily that way uh, you mentioned about things you know. In different in different localities. You know, I, I think that those questions right there are very com- complicated to answer. Uh, yeah, there's, it, there's this, a, this. go ahead. Yeah,
0: sorry. There's,
1: there's just not a lot. The, 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 there's just not huge amounts of information out there.
2: And uh, got,
1: a lot of people uh, form opinions, but it, I say you just have to take it at face value. You know, what, well, is, it, what not, is the film show? What is the video?
0: <laughs> uh, one of the questions I have to ask you, um, and I'm, yeah, now obviously, you know, I don't need to reinforce what you're just saying there. It's self-evident, but, uh, the thing is, a uh, question I have to ask, you've been doing this for such a long time.
1: Uh,
0: how do you maintain your, uh, I guess being positive and being, keep going, you know, being proactive and, uh, Not just throwing in a towel because of how, uh, quite frankly, frustrating it all is. I mean, there's fascinating things as far you know, lots of evidence, lots and lots of evidence. Uh, But you know, shoot, none of us know this creature. Even those people that are habituating it, habituating. Did I say that right? I never say that right. Uh, Habituating. Yeah, habituating. And these creatures, you know, they often say, you know, uh, although they get a chance to see them, sight them, they're still, once again, that's the classic phrase, it was for a split second. And I don't know how you can remember anything for a split second. But but no matter how scary it is. um, Well, you, you have a,
1: what they call sensory overload. If you don't have enough time to digest it, no matter how much information came in through your eyes, your ears, your smell, it's it's it can it's not going to be enough because it's only for a second and a half. That you can't possibly split your attention that many ways. No, uh, you know, so you're you're still stuck with uh with
0: without a complete picture. Absolutely, that's the that's the honest answer. And I find it fascinating. It's like people, it's almost like, and and I'm not condemning anyone. It's human nature for us to fill in the gaps, to fill in the, you know what I mean? To fill in the the picture. Um, uh, Especially when you see something for such a short amount of time. Even if it is in a longer time, say you're staring at something for a good minute. I mean, let's think about it. Um well you know uh you know it takes some time say you've been married to someone for years right you know it's your wife or but you know it's like uh for and you probably know every every inch of her but you have to really think about it and think about how much time you had to look at her to get to that point (laughs) i know it might not be the greatest example but i'll think about my son you know um he's with me all the time you know and it's just uh do i have every detail of, of his teeth of his mouth of his ears of his eyes of, you know his eyebrows and everything i know him when i see him you know what i mean <laughs> but do i have it down perfect heck no and then in some ways i think it's almost a psychological defense that we don't get to overload and so I think part of the, the psychological over, uh, overload is trying to, um, to to digest and figure out what you just saw and this and the, the condition of the human mind is to fill in the gaps, right? So mostly, yeah. So I and, and I'm not saying that any of these sightings are are, are fake at all or false or 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 hoaxes. Um Clearly, people, uh, thousands and thousands, and even you have seen them. Uh, uh, you know, people overall, You know, you wouldn't waste your time if you didn't believe in this stuff, and there's a reason for it, because there's just a, there's, there's been enough seen to convince you that there's there. But I just wonder sometimes how much, uh, you know, the struggle of it all. You know, I just I have. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just have. I don't know. I guess some empathy. empathy uh, sympathy. I can't have empathy because I never, I had never had that experience. But a sympathy, uh, cause I sympathy uh, because what how it must have been, you know. And to try to relive and understand what the heck you just saw, uh, which brings me to this point. Uh, so interesting story on my part. Me and my son, I took him to Irwin Prairie out here. It's a uh, wet mesic prairie. It used to be in Northwest Ohio, especially getting closer to Lake Erie, that uh, uh, a large period of the the year uh, was underwater. Basically, a swamp, some well-known as the Black Swamp on the south side of uh, the the Maumee River, but on the north side, too, it was a swamp. And there's uh, historical evidence that uh, back in the day, you were able to uh, ice skate from... Basically, the Michigan line all the way down to the Maumee River, which was quite a ways, and back. That's how a lot of folks actually traveled. They ice skated <laughs> because it would freeze over. Anyways, they still they preserved some of this and don't know where to really walk through it without getting all soaked and wet. They'd have to use boardwalks. And I ran across somebody that I haven't seen in 30 years, and I just they're asking what we we're doing. Uh, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, my son is is demonstrating the ability of landing a bottle, throwing it up, and having it land it on its its bottom. Anyways, so I, I uh, we're walking on this boardwalk. I I run across uh, somebody. Uh, eh. I don't know if it was a friend more than just a childhood acquaintance, you know, somebody I knew. And I jokingly said, well, yeah, we're out uh, uh, looking for skunk apes. And I'm like, what? I said, yeah, we're looking for skunk apes and started explaining to them and other things I've been doing. And he goes, you know what? And he starts reading off all these friends of mine and childhood friends. Now, we went camping way back when we were children. And we're walking on this particular area that that uh, was not developed at the time I know it wasn't and and it was late at night, and they saw they saw this this creature this thing that was above it was above the stop sign, and it was all white. I said, "Oh yeah, it's you you found yourself a grass man. I, that's that's cool. You guys got a chance to see it, and he started explaining how they scared the living daylights out of them, and they all ran home. They were about a mile or so away from home. And I, you know, back in the day, that's what we all did. You know, there was no internet or, or you know, video games. So you know, you walk around and go camping and do stuff. You know, he, he, when you're a teenager, do stuff like that. Talking about the '70s and." And uh, you know quite a while ago, so I thought that fascinating that i uh, my uh, my first just opening up your mouth, I ended up uh finding you know someone from the past who swears he saw something that was taller than the stop sign, and it was all white and hairy, and I said, "Well, they do come in white,
1: <laughs> definitely so, yeah. especially up there in Ohio, yeah." Ohio's got
0: a lot of pottings of white ticks with them. and yeah, and if, imagine if they're doing any kind of migrating or moving around from Michigan and to uh, also you got the you know Lake Erie and especially out east, eastern Ohio and Pennsylvania and well, western Pennsylvania and uh, western. Uh, uh, New York, you know, you get tons of snow. I mean, just so, uh, with, just like you would see Arctic wolves, you know, they're all white, all yeah. white. So there's no black ones, and there's no multicolored ones. They're all white in order to uh, blend in. So again, I imagine that the, the further north you get, the the more you would likely you would have white ones. But I just thought that that was Fascinating that he revealed that I I knew he was re- uh, naming off the names of uh, the well the boys that he was hanging out with it and I know that if we camping and do all this stuff and I know the area and it and it was very it still is pretty swampy uh, there's I mean it must have been perfect territory one time for. Um, the grass, ohio grassman or bigfoot because uh, it was a lot it well, basically it was a northern version of um uh where you live louisiana yeah it was you know what i mean <laughs> uh, mississippi or mississippi yeah yeah i know my my is my, my bad so my bad so uh in, and that brings me to the question With your experience, I mean, how often do you get reports like this or people call you up and say, because, you know, people watch your videos. I mean, it's one of the reasons, you know, your work and your YouTube channels have made me gravitate to you. It's like, well, this guy really is legit. He's really putting the time in. Um, Well, I'll
1: be honest with you. I I, I feel a little bit on the blessed side because people do send me their stuff. Uh, And I get to examine, you know, these footages. I don't pass judgment on them, but I will take them and present them in their best form, and uh, and let the viewer make up his own mind. But some of them are quite good, you know. Um, So I'm not stuck just with the Patterson film. No, uh, there's there's other videos out there, and I'm sure there's a lot that have been taken and have not, never been seen by any by anyone,
0: you know, other than the person who took it. Uh, well, tell I me, mean, why okay. don't you tell us, would you be willing to share? Uh, I mean, we were supposed to end up talking about giant birds, weren't we? But oh well. <laughs> no, we may do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some very interesting stories about giant birds and the Thunderbird and how it's... But anyways, uh, I want to know uh, if you'd be willing to share uh, uh Some of the, uh, or one or two, maybe the more interesting stories that were shared with you. You know, I'm not necessarily all that interested in the, um, you know, the fear factor, you know, uh, horror story. But there's got to be a few very interesting encounters, uh, whether uh, scary or not, Uh, that certainly uh, have... uh, you've ruminated about in your mind and thought about fascinating prospects of it. So I hope I make my, it's, 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 if you've ever spent any time out in the wilderness
1: or woods, you know, uh, it, it, it has a certain element of fear just being out there because you're, you're, you're away from the structured life, you know, living amongst your fellow humans. Uh, your support structure, the the societal support structure is gone, so it's just you and and whatever else is out there. And that in and of itself makes the situation right for having a fearful encounter. You know, I had a real close encounter with a bear at daylight. I could see what it was. But if that same encounter had taken place at night, what my mind would have done with that bear, who knows? Um, uh, when I get a lot of I get a lot of videos and I get a lot of still pictures, and well, yeah, this is Bigfoot now, circle it. And I, you can't see Bigfoot there; you see a dark spot in the bush. But that person is absolutely convinced this is Bigfoot, and maybe it is. It could be Bigfoot because see. I wasn't there and I had none of those sensory uh, effects. You know, I didn't smell anything. I didn't hear anything. You know, so to me, it looks like a, just a spot. I, it, it, that, that, that to me, is one of the most frustrating things about this is that you, you, some, sometimes you just can't help anybody. You, know, you, you can't help them. I can, I can put this you can put that a dark spot in any kind of form or presentation, and it's still going to be a dark spot you know uh, to get a big foot you get a big foot, it really improves it a lot to stabilize and it improves it a lot to 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 de blur the frames and stuff but if it's not a big foot, if it's just a dark spot if it's just a stump behind some brush. There's, there's not anything that I can do for that. And that right. person is not, they're not telling a tale. You know, they're, they you know, they just, they're convinced that, that they had an encounter. Uh, and maybe they did. But there's not enough there to, for me to do anything with. And that hurts my feelings. You know, I, I want to help people if I can. And i certainly, you know, uh, I've seen enough on the Patterson film and some other videos, including some I've taken. Some live, you know, live experiences I've had that I know that Bigfoot is there. So, it you know, you want to try to help if you can, but there's some things you can't help, and there's, there's a whole host of people out there that I, I just have not been able to help. And then you get those that, wow, you know, those wow videos, those Eureka videos. Um, this fellow took one by the name of Robert Dodson and I, I, someone asked me to look at it. It wasn't even him. And I, I looked at it. I put it in its best form, and it turns out there were two in the video. Two sets of eye glow. Eye shine. Right. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that you kind of look for, you know, in a, in a Bigfoot video, is that by proving the, the the images, that more you see more stuff. One percent resolution should provide, uh, on average, ten new things. If you can improve it one percent, if it's a real video, if, it, if it's a video of a stump, you're just going to get a better looking stump. <laughs> well, you
0: never know. Yeah, hey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't want to discourage people. That, that's the main thing, you know. If, if they did get a stump, I don't want them to stop trying.
0: Well, you know, you know. here's a, here's an example of the challenge of it all. Yeah, Say, uh, okay, you're tromping around the woods and you see a coyote. So by the time you pull out your, your camera and take a picture, the dang thing's gone, and the best you're going to get is a, the back of its tail because it's going to take off and run. I mean, that's just the way it is. And when you see, like I just, I meet my son, you know, in the evenings, I said, you know, uh, we're gonna watch. If we're gonna watch anything, it's gonna be something educational, and it usually ends up being something about animals. So we I watched uh, once again. What the reason why I made Arctic Wolf was on my mind. We watched about Arctic Wolf because it's one. It's it. it, uh, They're not uh, familiar with humans and had not a human interaction like. the timber wolves down here in the States and in Canada, so, and the southern Canada. So, anyway, so these guys are taking their the, the pictures and taking, you know, and they're there and in the cold and they're trying best to even document anything. And although they're taking pictures of timber wolf and they're trying to, you know, to document, you know, the, excuse me, Arctic wolf, they're trying to do their darndest to document their interaction with each other. And, you know, it pretty much. I mean, they even had to get to the point of starting to feed the things by hand, and it became unnatural. The problem is, we as humans, for, it, I can't think of anything in particular outside of a dog that we have any a natural interaction with. Period. When it comes to to nature, so. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, is that a, a, probably a big equation to all this, right? I mean, is, is high ex, having high expectations about something that cannot be, which is just basically well, let, what you- let
1: me bring, let me let me bring something to your attention when it comes to videography, uh, nature filming. Cer uh, certain animals, like for instance, the Siberian tiger, up in uh, in Russia up there in Siberia. The the first one ever filmed in the wild was in the mid nineties. Prior to that time they were all filmed in the influence. They were just simply too elusive and rare to 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 get one on film. a Korean gentleman stayed in a blind for six months before he got actual video of Siberian tigers in the wild. And the tigers got on top of his blind and one of them broke through and his, his foot all right beside the guy.
2: <laughs>
1: and he he sat there and and thinking this was going to be the end of, you know, and, the tiger never saw him. He just pulled his leg out. What about his business? <laughs> uh, a, a most amazing thing. Uh, it, it, uh, I mean, I was I was really surprised, shocked that all of that, all of the videos that they had of Siberian tigers were all staged. Uh, it's the same with Jaguar. There was a man, he's dead now. He died of malaria complications. But he spent an entire career trying to get a, a jaguar in the wild. And finally, he got one, and the jaguar was caught a caiman. They were fighting. And he got that on video. His whole life, he'd gone after jaguars, you know, whenever he could. But that's just, the jaguars are not that uncommon. But they're
0: very elusive. Yeah. Yeah, animal it's, animal phil, uh, photography is especially wild. It's just uh, it's so, it's incredible challenge. I mean, well,
1: a- a- ask yourself now. Uh, these people had all these trouble getting the cats and the tigers and the jaguars. Ask yourself what are you? What are you? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get something more elusive than to either one of these cats. And they're trying to get it on video. Well, you know, logic tells you that if the videos are, that are coming in, the great majority are not going to be of a big play. You know,
0: and uh, just you know,
1: logic tells you that. But somebody might eventually get one. And that's why you don't just dismiss them out of hand. You, 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 you look at each and every
0: one and
1: try to give it its best shot,
0: you know. Sure, sure. you do. And then you know then uh, so there's the the, the numeral you know the uh was it a squash blob what do they call that again when they uh squash blob a blob squash that's what it is blob squash right? Yeah, blob squash
1: i don't i don't know who coined that term yeah it's
0: it's appropriate a lot of times yeah cuz these things if they you know the, the thing is if they just move just a little bit they take very much just a flinched uh, an inch here or there yeah uh, know, who knows maybe they have power with you know raising their hairs and all that kind of stuff and it it doesn't take very much for for it to turn into a big blur. it really doesn't i mean and so you uh, have a lot of a
1: lot, a lot of things a lot of things
0: result in a blur
1: hand okay. motion of the camera low light conditions uh, uh angular resolution you're not close enough to it uh, you know. Just lots of things. I mean, your bigfoot is not not going to sit down and pose for you, (laughs) you know. So your your choice of film or your choice of lenses, your choice, all of that enters into the picture as as to what if what kind of a video or film you're going to get. Shoot my own son. Asked, you,
0: you, you know you, how many blurry pictures I have of my own son? I have more blurry pictures of my son than actually ones that, are, you know, you can actually even tell that it's a child, let alone my son. So uh, Somebody,
1: somebody uh, sent me a clear picture of a satch spot. It was obviously a hoax, but they were picking at me. And I sent them a reply back, this can't be a satch spot. It's way too clear.
2: You know i was
0: I was just joking back with him well yeah but, uh, that, there there's a lot of validity in that statement, just to that one that's, that's, you know i well yeah, you know it's and it, you know yet if not if it's primarily is active at night, i mean there's so many so many things against us, you know, as far as ever well, there, like,
1: there, there are there, times maybe when perhaps. Everybody wants to be the quintessential photographer, you know. But there are times perhaps when maybe the camera should just be put down and you try to just take in the experience.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, I think so.
1: Rather than rob rob yourself of all the other good things involved in the sighting or an encounter, mm-hmm. trying to get a picture at night or trying to get a picture in impossible conditions, maybe maybe just set the camera down. And, uh, you know, uh, next time maybe when things are better, but take it in while it's happening. Uh, maybe that you be an eyewitness it can be as important as a film.
0: Yeah, I mean, do a, I good,
1: you're right. good, do a good job of being an eyewitness.
0: Well, you know, using a little bit of common sense too and realizing, you know, we're dealing with a highly intelligent. Uh, I don't know. Outside of that, it's a being. We'll say being, just generic. That uh, you know, if, if you're if you're pointing uh, your a camera at it, you know, what is it thinking? You know what I mean? Well, it's probably instinctively they like, oh. go, well, last time you know I was taught that when the, whenever a human points something at me, well, that usually means I'm uh. A lot of pain is going to happen. <laughs> One way or the other. So, yeah, it's just not going to. It, yeah, I, it seems to be what you're saying is true. I've been listening to folks who have, you know, gone that route, who've just thrown away the the game cams and the camera, and uh, or even get to a point now, of giving up with the audio, whether they're still doing the audio. Most of them, and just being there in the moment. I noticed that some of them are even going to the point now of just, uh, basically sleeping on a, in a in a sleeping bag. No campfires, no nothing, just to have the experience. So maybe that's yeah. in the end of the day that what is actually required. I mean, if I look at, you know, uh, the well, I just. The the strangeness of it, because I haven't talked to anybody about it uh, much of anything um, in my immediate uh, surrounding above Uh, Bigfoot. And the very first person I talked to starts telling me a story about a child, his childhood experience uh, with other friends that I know, uh, knew of, uh, you know, seeing it. It was standing there uh, uh, above the stop sign, so. Uh, of course, none of them had cameras and none of them had anything. They were just, you know, teenage punks that uh looking for some fun, probably you know, penny tapping people's doors. Who knows? I don't know what they're up to. Um, but uh, then they have the experience. And enough of people say it, then you got to take some of it of. There's some credibility in all this. So, I don't know. It's kind of another thing, too, an example, MK, is I remember when I was my time, the time period when I was uh, designing nature trails, one of the things I did was bird watching, too, only, you know, the whole ecology thing. And I remember I got a chance to finally see, of all birds, I was really excited to see, and that was a scarlet tanager. And up here, they kind of migrate and go north. In the spring, you know, you don't see hardly ever see it. It's the size of a sparrow, and it's all red. It's it's a brilliant red, much more than a cardinal. And I got a chance to see one, and I saw it. And it probably, you know, bouncing around the tree and left. And if I count one, two, three, best three, four seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I definitely have the best. If
1: you can get a picture, that's a great thing. But when you you got that little bit of time, it's best best. If you can't get the picture, to at least get the experience. Yeah, you know,
0: get a good look at it. Yeah, that's one thing that no one can take away from you, and it's a, more of a personal right. thing. So, for me, you know, you know, everyone else, you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world. I tell them the story about me seeing a scarlet tan they're there to go, oh, good for you, you know, at best, you know. But for me, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. I mean, because yeah. I know yeah. the rarity. Well, I, know I, it is. I know what you mean. So I think, you, you know, sometimes I wonder if, if there would if be a better way of approach of all this would be to to more uh, of a, a holistic uh ecological kind of thing where instead of just focusing on the one thing the one species you know taking all of it and you know what I mean and if you get the chance to see the apex predator of your 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 region then all the power to you cool you know what I mean uh, to me there's no I don't even see the point of getting a, a body or anything like that, because obviously people have done it already. It's not like, you know, everybody walking around here is completely incompetent. So, well, if, if it's I mean, just the way people are now. If you think people are jerks about
1: the way they treat the subject of Bigfoot, you wait till you produce a body. They'll turn into super monstrous jerks. Well, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they they're jerks for a reason, you know. They don't want this thing to see the light of day. So, I mean, if you come up with a the body, they're going to go to the extreme to keep that from
0: happening. And the mystery's it, gone. The mystery's gone. The mystery's gone. I mean, this is it is a fine example, MK, okay, of what we are plagued with, in in this uh, in our culture where the story's more important than the truth. Always is. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, you know, if if once the moment, you know, it was revealed, a a lot of the, uh, well, you know, a lot of the the guys who have made a name for themselves are going to be, you know, experts. Of course, they all say no one's an expert. And then they end up acting like they're experts. You know? Do you think Roger
1: do you, do you think that Roger Patterson ever thought that if I get a film of a Bigfoot, people are gonna bring up my, my payment records on my bills to see if I pay my bills?
0: <laughs> no, of course not.
1: That's what I'm talking about, super monstrous jerks.
2: Yeah. yeah a, there's uh, so many,
1: there's
0: so many reasons. <laughs>
1: Why nobody wants if it. To it. If, he were, if he were living today, they would call that checking your credit score. Uh, you know, uh, what, what does a credit score have to do with whether you took a film of a Bigfoot or not? So I promise you, anything negative that can come up about you will. So, yeah. you know, you have to think about it long and hard.
0: Well, you know, here's the biggest thing is think about long and hard about what and what powers that be, uh, what institutions out there, what uh, folks with real power, you know, a lot of us think we have some, and we have some power, but most of us, we're at the mercy of the institutions that we live under and the people that are running it. Hopefully they're decent enough people that uh, value, you know, individual freedom, et cetera. But that doesn't mean this could be the case. And uh, yeah, we talk about something like this. That clearly, I mean, if the evidence is overwhelming, they're around. That means the probability of uh, bodies even captured and uh, beings have happened. Um. You know, so what do you do? So are you going to bring in another one? Uh, seems to me like a lot of folks, I wouldn't be not surprised. There's a lot of people, guys, good old boys, who made the mistake of messing around with these things, telling the authorities, and their lives have been destroyed. Not just Patterson, but, I mean, a lot of them. And for many reasons why they would do that. There's so many reasons why they would do it. It's beyond logging, the logging industry or developers or, you know, the park industry and people wanted to, you know, get people to come to the park to make money. Um, There's a lot of it. The biggest thing of all is, I think, the general public, if they were really to know for certain that such a creature exists, I think most people would. Uh, I think they. Um, I don't know how they would handle that.
1: You know I what I, mean? I
0: don't know that. I don't know that they'll ever get the chance. I don't think they. Maybe yourself. I ever understand why the government doesn't want it. You to, to get us to have that chance. That right? You know, it's just. Uh, it'd be equivalent of having and. Uh, oh well, it's an exaggeration, but uh, you know somebody dropping a if you know uh, you know firebombing whatever Columbus Ohio <laughs> you know what I mean it would freak out the whole nation. Well, let's think about nine eleven how it freaked out everybody in the nation. Hey, listen, we got this big old savage beast of a thing that's you know twelve foot high and. Uh, you know, is a thousand plus pounds, and can tear you apart. And you know, and you know it's, it's, it, it's, for not, it's
1: not a new thing. That's the thing. It this is not a new discovery. I mean, you could have read about it a hundred years ago if, right. if you so chose. That's why I say, you know, it's it's not like you're throwing throwing cold water on people. You know, it's just something that's been around for a long time.
0: And the best thing to do is just to discourage people to even be interested in it, right? There's less trouble for everyone. <laughs> I, I I think that it's discouraging people from being interested in most things. It's kind
1: of a goal. I, I agree with um, you on that. That's right. Yeah, I our world is a lot more fascinating than than I think that the, the powers that be would like for it to be. I mean, they, they kind of want you just to come home and A glass of tea, you know. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Yeah, it's easier to control. It's all about control, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think you're out of control for looking to do it, but I, I I think that maybe sometimes people people are afraid of independent
0: thinking. Oh, they're definitely. Um, (laughs) You're not going to be. I know firsthand, personal experience about that one. Well, MK. Cave- your, your,
1: your, 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 your spirit has to be a little on the independent side to go and pick take up, you know, something like this where you know it's more rare than a Siberian tiger or a jaguar and, and you put yourself out there. Um yeah, yeah. Maybe that does frighten people.
0: Well, I mean there's there's a lot of creatures out there that uh beyond which we haven't even touched yet. And you know, we were gonna talk about giant birds. When you think about the you know the thunder b- uh, birds of uh, North America. Um, what do you think of? Uh, shoot, just look at New Zealand and uh, what is that thing called? The Mua? moa, M O A, how you pronounce it? The giant M- bird, M- moa, moa, Not moa. If that thing really is roaming around, I mean we're talking about. <laughs> That, that, uh, that thing is just a monstrous, monstrous bird. But they were a couple of hundred years
1: ago. The Spanish, the Spanish killed them. Uh, they killed them all. They were easy targets, and and they just you know wiped them out for meat.
0: Right. Uh, well, well, the, well, they, well, the, they, I, I would not be surprised the Spanish did it. But didn't they actually blame the indi- indigenous people of the of the, the areas for doing it? So. Uh, Maybe
1: so, but you know it's 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 hard to say. But they're you know they're when you're talking about somebody that's traveling the world in these galleons and they uh get some easy easy targets for some easy. They took a lot of Galapagos turtles, the Spanish did, and and they put them on board the ship and turn them on their backs. Turtles live like that for a couple of months. Ah. You know, so so they had
0: fresh turtle meat. You know, whenever they want, it's better than a sea biscuit. And looking at the behavior, the behavior of the colonists. I mean, they pretty much the attitude. Uh, it's all ours. Everything's ours. We can do what we want. Yep. And this whole thing about taking the Bible way too far, as far well as about the dominion over the earth. So, and then you know, also there's the Hayest. I guess it's the Hayest eagle that went along with the, Moa uh, bird, or right? did I say it wrong again? Moa bird, or. Moa. Uh, Moa. Yeah, and then they had the hayist eagle. Have you heard of that one? The giant eagle that fed on it? Uh-uh, thing, I've heard that. Oh, man. We should see. These are things that we we're going to talk about. We'll still talk about these giant birds, because they are all relevant. And we're talking about, allegedly, <clears throat> you hear all sorts of different types of dates of when it went extinct, uh, the Moa, and, uh, and that. A thousand years ago, seven hundred and fifty years ago, uh, three hundred years ago.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, all I could tell you, is from my observation, MK, when it comes to dates, um, you know, unless it's recent, verifiably document, you could document and verify it. Uh, I wouldn't just put much faith in any of it. They can say anything, and they do. It's turning out to be, when it comes to dating things, you know, over and over again, things are supposed to have be been extinct for millions of years. Uh, and particularly the moa bird, they found, uh, I guess, enough tissue that they, they maybe someday actually genetically bring them back. To, so uh, makes you think. Yeah.
1: There's all, all kinds of things could happen there, uh, you know, once they get real proficient at, at you know, genetics, genetic engineering. But, um, you know, uh, there's an awful lot of, of extinct animal species. There's just thousands. thousands. Most, most of all the life on Earth that's ever lived on Earth is extinct. So, yeah. you know, it's a... If you're gonna bring it all back, you're gonna have a pretty crowded
0: earth. Yeah, you're gonna. Uh, yeah.
1: The bigger the crowd. I, I, I just feel like that. If you ever got that ability, there'd be something. Some. Some they find a way to screw things up. Uh, you know, it just was a. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, it's so like playing God. Well, it absolutely uh, is. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not. We're not that good at playing humans. So. Playing God stops a little beyond. Me. I think we'd probably foul things up.
0: Oh, guarantee. <laughs> hey, look here fun.
1: I'm gonna have to run.
0: I know you do. That's what I was I, to I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Two. Okay. We just start warming up after right after the first hour. You ever notice that? All right. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. MK Davis. You could find is working the Davis report. Uh, uh, just look it up there on the internet, and then uh, Greenwave two zero one zero FB. Highly recommend you do that. I think you'll be richly rewarded with some useful information. So, okay, good luck with the dog, and good luck with her the rest of the week. And take care, my friend. Talk to you next All right, week. Thank you.